Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Welcome, everyone, to Small Business Survival Conversations. I'm here with Anna Steinfest. Hello, Anna. Hello, Michael. And today we're kind of following up on a previous segment that dealt with uh, a loan request. And this time we're going to talk about the six questions your banker is going to ask you. It might be whether it's a loan request or just in general things the banker want to do wants to know. Don't forget that sitting beside me here is Anna, who has a lot of experience in banking. So uh, you listen especially to the good advice she has for you. I'm going to touch on five topics. What are your financial strengths as a business? Uh, what are your project's financial impact? What's the impact going to be of the thing you're talking about? What do you have, again, for investment and collateral? What's your overall business plan? What are your personal financial situation? What is it that is, personally, as an individual, are you managing your assets, your money well? And find, have you done, finally, have you done your due diligence relative to the business? We'll explain all of these very quickly. Let's go back to financial strength. What do we mean by that, Anna? Well, it's a following up to our checklist, but I think as you can imagine, we just wanted to make sure that it's repetitive so you remember some of the things. So the bankers usually, when they review your application or when they have initial even conversation with you, they want they want to know the financial strengths. Number one, they want to see your financial statements. They want to see what assets do you have. Again, some of the business, the, some for some of the businesses, this does not apply because you may be consultant company, but you may have some assets you have not thought about, and they will at that time also they will look at your credit history. All these components fall yeah. under the financial strengths. Because the financial statements will show the bankers how profitable you are as a company at this point. And aren't they also looking at you as an individual? So do you manage your own money well? Do you have a savings account? I know that the bank has often asked in the past, what was my the average balance in my accounts at the bank? Because that tells them, what am I, am I spending every penny in the first three days of the month? Or do I actually carry some liquidity so I can handle the unexpected? Those kinds of things are all part of that, it seems to me. Excellent point, Michael, because for especially for small business owners, they will look at your personal accounts. Not only personal accounts, but personal credit history. Because they, they <clears throat> understand that the owner usually go hand in hand with the personal and the business. And a lot of times they will lend. Sometimes if you don't have business credit history, what they will do is they will lend you money based on your personal credit history and on your personal strength. Because the assumption is if you can manage your personal money and personal wealth, because you will be filling personal financial statement, you will be able to manage the small business finance finance also. Second concern is the projection of the financial impact of the project that you're looking at. So one of the first questions is, you need to be able to explain how this project will contribute to the profitable growth of your business. Why why do you want to do this? How do you see it financially improving 
the performance of your business. Absolutely. Because you have to make sure that you show the banker that you already have analyzed the market opportunities. And again, in your financial projections, you make sure that you can show them that you can repay them with mm -hmm. no difficulties. Because remember, the bankers want to make sure that they lend the money with the low risk. They don't want to get, for example, I'll give you an example. If you decide even to purchase a property, they don't want to be in a situation where they have to sell this property if you don't pay them back. Thinking bankers are not real estate people. That is, they don't like buying and selling property. Yes. So that's that's very, very important. They're going to have to get rid of that. You don't handle it. Yes. Another important piece to this, and you mentioned it on it, was the, this project has you should be able to back it up with an opportunity in the marketplace. That's why you're you're bringing in this machine or you're buying another building or your or whatever it may be the project represents. How does it tie into your current market position? Once again, how does it change how you uh, can compete against those other firms trying to do what you're doing? So you should have all that in place in your head and on paper. I mean, you should indicate very clearly that this gives you an edge over your competition. How many additional customers you will acquire based on like Michael's examples, based on the acquiring a new machine. Mm -hmm. Or if you buy larger building, okay, how many additional jobs you'll be creating? All these little nuances are very important when you put together your projections. What about uh, the, the issue of investment and collateral as you talk to the bank about this project? We mentioned this in the previous podcast, but we have to pay a little attention on the investment and collateral. What the bankers want to see is evidence of your commitment to this project. They want to make sure that you put money into the project to make sure that, hey, it's not only your money, but it's my money too, because they accept this as your commitment. And I would have to quote here Mark Mansky, who is one of our friends, and he's on one of the boards we work with. He usually will say there is a story about the chicken and the pig. For breakfast, the pig came committed and the chicken just was involved. So think about, you know, your commitment. The bankers would like you to be the pig because, you know, they want to make sure that you are right there, fully committed to this project. What, what I hear in that you is you ought to be able to show a bit of passion for what you're doing and the why of that passion. So it's not just being at the table saying, I want money. It's just a whole lot more than that coming from you. Another piece I'd add to this, by the way, as, I, as a banker, and I've never been a banker, so Anna can correct me on this, but I'd want to see how you and your team are planning to allot time to this project and how that's going to impact the rest of the business. Are you hiring more people to take on this project? Can you handle that within your financial projections? Or are you giving time to this, but the business will run itself with a few less people focus day to day on the business because this project has to go on. I don't want you as a banker taking on a project. You don't have the resources in terms of human time and talent. That's what I'm going to. Excellent for. addition, Michael. And all these things we've talked about, you have to show and highlight in your business plan. That yes. is number four on our questions. I mean, the bankers go through your business plan and you have to make sure that you explain how does the loan fit in your company's strategic plan. 
and to me, that's really important. In the last podcast, we talked about a business plan, basically telling about your credentials, the projections financially, and the market you're going into. Here, when now we're, we're maybe you're an established business seeking a project, you ought to have a business strategy identified. Doesn't have to be a plan, but they have to have a sense of what direction you're going, how you're going to try to improve the business. If you have a growth initiative that this project is an important part of. You need to explain how you think it's going to improve your success. So you're looking at, at the big picture in part. And I, it strikes me also, Anna, that as we're talking through these six questions, we're not only talking just about a loan request, but you ought to be meeting with your banker over a certain schedule to keep your banker informed. When they hear from you, they're much happier bankers, much more supportive of what you want to do. So these are the kinds of questions you're often going to go over, even when you're not seeking money for a project. You're just trying to keep them happy so they don't push too much on you. I, I totally agree, Michael. If you have a friend as a banker, that is plus mm. because they will know you. I mean, sometimes when you go and verbally ask funds from them, they will prepare everything and you just have to go and sign. So make the bankers one of your friends. And I wanted to add here that a lot of this information, in fact, some of the industry trends, you can talk to your banker because mm -hmm. they know it. Think about, they have been working in this field for a while. They they do the research, they do the analysis. They have been working probably in some of your competitors mm -hmm. or similar businesses. So they know what's going on and they can tell you because they don't want to lend a loan and this loan to go in default and all these things. Just think about it. it's it's not. And sometimes I have to say that sometimes if the lender does not give you a loan, that probably is good for your business because they have assessed very accurately whether you will sustain this additional loan on your books. And, and they're protecting you in a sense. Uh, being proactive is really what we're talking about. And I want to touch two quick examples. I have a client in a seasonal business. This upcoming low season for his business is going to be tough. He's already talked to the banker and said, my partners and I aren't going to take an income for a couple of months. We can ride it through because we've got savings. So we're giving up income in order to keep our talent pool together and ride through the low season. Bankers happy because... My clients already planned ahead for what this season's going to be, and the banker's going to be very content. Oh, Fred knows what he's doing. Why should I bug him? I had a client of years back when we're going into a recession, and my client walked into the bank and said, "If this scenario occurs, this is the the least of the of what might happen. Here's how I'm going to handle it. If it goes to the middle scenario, which is a little tougher, here's how we're going to handle it. And if it really gets bad." Here's what we're going to do. He'd laid it out in stages. He said, the banker never called me after that. He was so sure that I knew what I was doing, that that's one less thing I had to worry about. The banker wasn't on my neck about where we were. He knew I knew what I was doing. I'd shown it to him early on. Be proactive. Communicate with your banker. And finally, due diligence. What's due diligence, Anna? Well, you have to make sure that how thoroughly have you researched your project. For example, have you looked at all the options for a plan equipment purchase? So you have to make sure that you compare all the possibilities if if you're com if you're trying to acquire machine, you know, have you looked at all the possible options with on the market? Is this the amount? Is this machine truly going to help you expand? 
in fact, perhaps even to the extent of saying this machine will do X for us in terms of our process. But have you explored other ways to improve your process without acquiring a machine? That is, they want to know you've really done the thorough research on how to get from where you are now to a more profitable situation in all different ways, because they're not going to do that. But if they're convinced you have jumped on an idea and haven't done this more in-depth research, they're going to pull back a little bit because it's more risky for them. You haven't done your homework. And just I think we skipped one about the what is your personal financial situation. The bankers always, it does not matter. If you're the owner of the business, they will always look at your personal financial situations because what they want to see is, can you meet your personal obligations without drawing on the firm's earnings? Because there's multiple times where the business owner will go and will drain all the assets the company has for personal use. Yeah. And a lot of times they will ask you to sign, we call this one personal guarantee. So mm-hmm. if the business go bankrupt, you personally will pay off the loan. So all these little things, just we want to prepare you what the bankers are asking. Mm-hmm. And if you're well prepared, as you know, you'll be more successful. So Michael, is it okay if you recap all the six questions? Um, absolutely. Bankers will ask. Our- you want to be... Yep. You, you want to know what your financial strength is as a business and as an individual. That's really that what we've just talked about, talked about your personal financial situation. You should, you should know both of those and be able to explain them to your banker. What's the financial impact going to be of this of this project you're taking on? How's it going to contribute both to your market position and to your profitability? Uh, what collateral do you have to put into it? That's it. Back to skin in the game. Are you willing to risk some of your own resources? That's going to encourage the banker to risk his or her resources, but only if you're willing to risk. Uh, And finally, have you done the due diligence? Have you really dug in to say, this is the best way I can achieve the outcome I want? Survival of my business, growth of my business, whatever it might be. You need to explain that you looked at different ways to get there. And this was the best way. Now the banker is saying, ah, okay, she really knows what she's doing. I can relax. I can give her the loan and know that she's running the business well. There's your six. Yes, Michael was referring to me. No, I'm kidding. Thank you so <laughs> yes, much. Sure. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. Have a wonderful day and keep listening to Small Business Survival Conversation. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.